Welcome back to the hot seat for today. It is the 16th day in the month of August 2022. And we're going to be continuing our discussion on the agriculture sector. We're going to be continuing our discussion on the agriculture sector. We'll be taking a break in the next 15 minutes. But before we do, let's go back to the telephones. Good morning to you. And good morning to you too. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Okay. I want to know if the color of the party is black because so far I've been hearing black so I can know what color to really put on. So happy birthday to the special lady, Ice Pop Lady. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, so what we're going to do is we are going to, to kind of set the stage for our discussion later. You know, yesterday uh, we began a conversation on the agriculture sector and uh, most people I spoke to felt that it was not, uh, not enough time was devoted to it. And I tend to agree. I tend to agree, given the importance of the agriculture sector to us here in Dominica, to our livelihoods, to our wealth, to our well-being. I think it's important that we spend some more time going through this. And so we're going to be uh, devoting most of today's hot set to a discussion of the agriculture sector. We'll be looking at solutions, how we get past where we are, how we, how we move uh, beyond a, a $15 million industry as it is now um, to at least where we were a few years ago, 100, over $100 million dollars. Uh, a year in the pockets of average ordinary Dominicans. So we need to be talking about that in some more detail and, 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 and certainly th that is what we are going to be that is what we are going to be doing this morning as we as we move along. Um, you know we'll take a, a short break in about 10 minutes but before we do I just wanted to kind of set the stage on this and um, I, I, I went back to the to the budget of, of, of this year I, and because i understood that the government was talking very seriously about agriculture so i wanted to see what exactly it was that they were offering the people of dominica because after 20 years of neglect and and uh, pretending as if the sector did not exist i was curious to find out exactly what it was the government was finally telling the people of dominica that they were going to do differently so I took a look at the, at the budget, and interestingly enough, something caught my attention. Uh, the government indicated that they they'd, um, devoted uh, 1,573 acres of root crops. That was bananas, planting, and vegetables were established, 1,500. All right, so I like to, to do the math on this. Um, in terms of, of the establishment of these different different things and see if it makes any sense at all in terms of what we are talking about in terms of the of the size uh, that we are we are talking about um so we are talking about an average of 130 acres a month um in everything wood crops bananas planting vegetables a further 107.3 acres of tree crops were planted including cocoa avocados and citrus they say established. I'm guessing that it was it was actually planted. 817,000 on the Black Sigatoka disease, and 400 farmers benefited from cash grants in the sum of $500,000. Now this one really caught my attention because $500,000 distributed amongst um, 400 farmers is uh, probably just about 1,200 
dollars um, per farmer. Uh, yeah, $1,250 um, distributed amongst the farmers. Um, so, I mean, that's not, that's not serious. That cannot be serious that you're giving a farmer 1200 in cash grant. Well, probably enough to get him some groceries for that month. But beyond that, I don't see how much that is going to do in terms of, of seriously um, impacting the agriculture sector. Then we're talking about um, farmers receiving over 300,000 high-quality vegetable seedlings and uh, fruit trees, fruit tree seedlings, 6,472, and um, 7.1 million was spent on agriculture tools and fertilizers and inputs, and building materials of 1 million provided to livestock farmers. So that is the extent of the government's investment in the year 2022 uh, to the agriculture sector that they're talking about being, bringing up to $700 million by the year 2030. And the question, of course, that we need to ask ourselves is why are we talking about the year 2030? We need a deliberate intervention in the agriculture sector today, uh, this year, um, not eight years down the road, but right away. And um, what I would like to see is a master plan. You know, yeah, you talked about planting some root crops, some banana trees and so on. But whilst we are talking about it, St. Lucia is exporting bananas to the United Kingdom. And the question that I would like to ask the, the government of Dominica is whether there are any plans to get to that point again, like St. Lucia, where we can again export bananas to the United Kingdom. Uh, or whether there are any plans to export to anywhere in the rest of the English-speaking Caribbean, uh, because we know our, our vegetables and fruits and so on are highly valued across the Caribbean. But we've had a, a singular problem over those many years. We've not been able to get it to the market. And, and as part of the budget as well, the government indicated the building of depots, so they will build depots in the other Caribbean islands. The problem is not so much distribution, because the idea of a depot is a distribution issue. That's, that's what you are basically trying to solve with a depot. But um, what you really need is to be able to get the goods, to get the, pro, the produce to the various islands. And I tell you, if they get there in the morning, they can be distributed that same day to the various supermarkets. In fact, that's what we did, myself and Danny Lugay, when we had this uh, very lucrative market in uh, Martinique, which, by the way, which, by the way, over a six-month period brought in over $700,000 uh, to the farmers, uh, mainly from the Southeast. $700,000 in six months. Um, you know, when you think about the potential that exists, the potential that is there, what you really want to do is to get, is to tackle the issue of, of marketing, of being able to, not really marketing, but, but distribution, to get the goods out there. Um, shipping, I think, is the word I'm looking for. And that is where we are lacking. I think we've, we've missed the point uh, very badly in not being able to, to get our goods out to market. And that has been a problem, okay? Um, the markets are there. Between Martinique and Guadeloupe alone, you have over a million people, million mouths that are just begging and pleading for produce from Dominica. But we've had problems with shipping. I remember uh, in 2017 when we tried to do a shipment of vegetables, got some really, you know, we got 
others for parsley and celery and all of these different vegetable types and and I remember the pound of parsley was twelve dollars, twelve dollars a pound of parsley that we we paid for the farmers, uh, mainly from the Mont area. And the boat was not refrigerated, but the worst part was the day the boat was supposed to sail, it could not sail. There were some problems with the boat, and so this entire shipment was spoiled because it was not refrigerated. Although the boat traveled the next day, but by then it was too late because there was, it was unrefrigerated. So you have to deal with that issue of, of shipment. You have to deal with the issue of getting those goods out there. And that is basically what we need to work on. That's basically what we need to be, to be, to be doing. So, so that's what we're going to be discussing uh, this morning when we come back on the other side of the break, because we're going to take a, a quick break in a few minutes. Um, but we're going to be coming back and talking about the agriculture sector. We want to talk about all aspects of agriculture in Dominica. And at the same time, we're examining the government, whether the government is serious, you know, because it seems to me that we have a lot of throwing, um, just kind of, you know, no serious attempts. You know, you can tackle the livestock uh, issue, the issue of the abattoir. We saw the audit report talking about that there is not even a, a plan to dispose of, of, of um, you know, meats that probably that, that, that are spoiled or not sold or nothing, you know, and, 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 and so much that needs to be done. And, and, and a lot of it has to do with getting the right people in the right places. You know, that is, if you're going to have a, a policy for agriculture, you need to have people who understand. You need to have people who understand the processes, who, uh, who knows what they're about, and who can function without the interference that comes with the politics. It has to be a political free environment if you're going to build an industry. And we've had much success in the past. I mean, if you go back to the history of Dominica, going way back, I, you know, I've been looking at the economic history of Dominica, way back to the period of slavery. And Dominica was always a net exporter. We were always exporting a lot of produce. In fact, in the, in the 1920s, when I did the numbers in terms of the exports that were going out, if you were to put it in today's numbers, you're talking about several hundred million dollars in today's prices. So there's so much that can be done. All right, we're going to be coming back in a few minutes. Uh, we will have a discussion when we come back on the other side of the break on this, the hot set.
specialist? Good. Now get a jump start on school supplies and, best of all, Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweets! It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Whatever you need for back to school, you can get it with super low rates, up to five years to repay, and up to 30,000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank taking a real vacation. Time to treat yourself. And Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweets! It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Get away and enjoy super low rates, up to five years to repay, and up to 30,000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank. could expand the house and build a proper office. And Republic Bank can help. What do you say to that? Sweet! It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Renovate and relax with super low rates and much more. Sweet! This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank. And of course, a pleasant good morning all the listeners of Q95 FM Radio. We are taking a quick stop for an infomercial here on the big station as we talk to the good folks of the Republic Bank. Of course, uh, Mr. Kelly Mitchell is here with me this morning. Uh, Mr. Mitchell, are you there? Mr. Mitchell, are you there? Hello, good morning. All right, let's just take a quick commercial break and we're coming right back after this. Good book list? Good. Now get a jump start on school supplies and, best of all, Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweets! It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Whatever you need for back to school, you can get it with super low rates, up to five years to repay, and up to 30,000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank. You haven't taken a real vacation. Time to treat yourself. And Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweets! It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Get away and enjoy super low rates, up to five years to repay, and up to 30,000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic you Bank. You could expand the house and build a proper office. And Republic Bank can help. What do you say to that? Sweet! It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Renovate and relax with super low rates and much more. Sweet! This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank today. Good! Now get a jump start on school supplies and, best of all, Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweets! It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Whatever you need for back to school, you can get it with super low rates, up to five years to repay, and up to 30,000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank. You haven't taken a real vacation. Time to treat yourself. And Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweets! It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Get away and enjoy super low rates, up to five years to repay, and up to 30,000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank today.
Edge is here to help with a big back-to-school promotion. Just about uh, eight minutes moving up to the hour, nine in the morning. We are here with the good folks of the Republic Bank. I gotta say a pleasant good morning to Mr. Kelly Mitchell. Mr. Mitchell, are you there? Hello, good day. Are you there? All right, let's take a quick commercial break again. Years you haven't taken a real vacation. Time to treat yourself. And Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweet. It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Get away and enjoy super low rates. Up to five years to repay and up to 30000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank. Good. Now get a jump start on school supplies. And best of all, Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweet. It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Whatever you need for back to school, you can get it with super low rates, up to five years to repay, and up to 30,000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank today.
Now get a jump start on school supplies and, best of all, Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweet! It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Whatever you need for back to school, you can get it with super low rates, up to five years to repay, and up to 30,000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank. I haven't taken a rail... And of course, welcome back all the listeners of Q95 FM Radio. I believe I have Mr. Kelly Mitchell on the line right now. Mr. Mitchell, are you there? Yes, good morning, good morning. Thank you for having me. Um, I was having a little technical difficulty just now, but I'm here. Nice, perfect. And it's good to have you here for us on the big station, Q95 FM Radio. So right now we are talking all things, of course, the Republic Bank and, of course, uh, the season for Sweetness Summer Promotion, right? So, of course, the Republic Bank recently launched its season of Sweetness Summer Promotion. Can you talk to us a, l a little bit about that? Okay, so th thanks again for having me on your program this morning. Um, I just would like to say a special good morning to uh, my Dominican family, um, you know, the Nature Isle, you know. Special, special good morning to all your listeners of Q95. Mm -hmm. And so thanks again. Um, the season of sweetness, this, this is the Republic Bank's summer campaign, um, which will run right up until the end of September. So you have basically about six weeks um, left to take advantage of the sweet deals that we're offering to the Dominican people. All right Now, the season of sweetness campaign focuses on two main uh, product offerings. Uh, the first one being our Make It Happen portfolio. Now, the Make It Happen portfolio is basically um, Republic Bank is offering to our customers a loan of up to $30,000, up to five years to repay, with nothing, no collateral, nothing done. So basically, we are giving you up to $30,000 unsecured, and we're giving you up to five years to repay um, for any purpose. Now, just to put it into context for you, um, we have come from a pandemic um, two plus years, and there are some of us who probably are thinking about reconnecting with our families abroad, um, doing a little vacation with the kids, that kind of thing. A Make It Happen loan can work for you. If you're thinking back to school, you know, you need to get the kids some back to school supplies, laptops, um, backpacks, whatever you need, uh, a Make It Happen loan can work for you. We're also in the hurricane season, and if there is that roof that always been leaking or that drain has always been clogged up when heavy rain falls at the back of your house, you can take a Make It Happen and get that sorted. So basically, a Make It Happen loan this summer, you're getting up to $30,000 unsecured and up to five years to repay. Um, that is our Make It Happen portfolio for you in our Season of Sweetness campaign. We also have a big, big offer on mortgages. So whether you want to take off a new mortgage, totally new, so you're now building, um, you can talk to us at Republic Bank. Uh, we're going to be offering you, we're going to be helping you with the application fees. We're going to be doing some reduction there. We're going to be giving you some super low interest rates, and you have up to 30 years to repay. Now, how the 30 years works is that we look at your age in comparison to the, the, the legal retirement age in Dominica and to determine the number of years that we will give you to repay, but you can get up to 30 years to repay that mortgage if you are a new homeowner. If you already have an existing mortgage with, with, with another uh, financial institution and you know you're struggling with the payments, um, maybe you're not too comfortable there, you can switch over to Republic Bank and we will help you with that switching cost and give you that same great 
sweet deal. Um, you know, the low interest rates, flexible payments, make sure that you're comfortable and you can live. Because at the end of the day, you're not working to pay a mortgage. You 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 have your family, you have you have different things that you would want to do and other things that you would want to achieve in life. So you you have to be flexible and you have to be comfortable. And and that is exactly what we do at Republic Bank. So whether it's a switch mortgage or a totally new mortgage, talk to us at Republic Bank. And guess what? Guess what? Every customer who applies for a mortgage we are giving you or we are offering you a credit card with $5,000 as a given, right? So once you qualify for the mortgage, whether it's switch on you, we automatically will receive a credit card with $5,000 limit, right? And that's a steal of a deal. That's, that's some real sweetness there. So that's the two main uh, portfolio that we're, we're focusing on in our season of sweetness campaign, and it goes right up until the end of September 2022. All right, big things happening there for the summer with the Republic Bank. And of course, uh, back in June, you guys introduced the Green Means Go with the Republic Bank campaign. What was the response like? Right. So, so, so yes, so that, that's, a, that's a Go Green initiative. Um, if I should back up a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. back in 2020, uh, November 2020, our parent company, which is the Republic Financial Holdings Limited, would have signed on to the United Nations Environmental Finance Initiative. Which is which is a, a whole initiative to promote uh, print, uh, responsible banking in the region, and um, so uh, as a result of that, we would have committed um, 200 million U.S. dollars across the group to finance climate smart projects and initiatives across the territories. Right. So once you are an entrepreneur, a businessman, a businesswoman um, who wants to take on some initiative that will uh, promote sustainable development and climate smart um, action and that kind of thing. We are funding those types of projects, and um, and so and so we, we we felt that you know what, why not craft a package um, to offer the people in our territories, Dominica included, um, you know where where a customer can just walk in and into the bank and say, hey, you know I think my my electricity bill is way over the top. I need to find a way to get that down. And I want to go solar. You know, I want to install some solar systems, some solar panels, and so on into my into my properties and so on. How do I do that? We are, are offering our people in Dominica what we call a sustainable package, right? So you walk into the branch and you speak to any one of our representatives and ask them about the Go Green uh, or the Green Means Go sustainable uh, package that we're offering. So it basically focuses on persons wanting to um, purchase a solar systems, whether it be a solar solar water heater, solar ECs, um, hybrid or electric vehicles. We are offering you very, very low interest rates, flexible re- repayment terms. And this is not a promotion. This is a special package crafted um, just to play our role or, or to continue uh, with our initiate, initiative of, of, of the principles of responsible banking in, in terms of doing our part to help save the environment or preserve the environment, um, to promote cleaner and efficient and more efficient energy and that kind of thing. That this is our way of, of demonstrating further um, that that trust, you know. And so it's 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 something that's available. You can just talk to anyone in the branch. Now, I would tell you from the time of the introduction to this of this package to the market, the response has been tremendous because people understand the the, the idea behind this. This is not just about 
to book loans or to make money, but this is really about bringing about the awareness of us taking care of our environment. It's, it's, it's about us doing things that will preserve us, the environment, and, 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 and allow us to enjoy for another 100 years, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's all about us putting our money where our mouth is in terms of being a responsible financial institution across the region. And we encourage persons to, you know, come to the bank, talk to us. If, you, if you're thinking of uh, cleaner energy, if you're thinking of, uh, you know, saving the environment, if you think of you, what way can you play a role, um, this, is, this is your chance. Talk to Republic Bank. Um, we have some super deals on solar systems, uh, electric vehicles, hybrid vehicles. And guess what? It's not a promotion. It's something that is going to be in market for the long haul. So talk to one of our representatives and, and, get, and get hooked up. All right. We're live here on June 95FM Radio as we speak to Mr. Kelly Mitchell, of course, a marketing specialist at the Republic Bank. And of course, uh, Mr. Mitchell, the, Resp the Republic Bank has been a major sponsor of the CPL T20 Games for a number of years across the region, all right? What can customers and patrons expect this year? Right. So, so that's absolutely correct. CPL is celebrating 10 years this year, and Republic Bank is proud to be the official banking partner for eight of those years. And... Um, Coming from a pandemic, as you know, um, this year is going to be different, for ex especially for the for the territories that um, will be hosting games. Uh, and, and for us, you know, uh, the games start in St. Kitts, which is one of our territories. It moves to St. Lucia, another of our ter territory, goes to Trinidad, where our head office is located. Then it ends off at Guyana, another Republic Bank territory. So it's real excitement across the group for us. Um, but obviously, for the for the cricket fans in in Dominica, you can look forward to some serious, some real excitement and fun. As as as, as we always say, uh, CPL is the biggest party in sport, and we are happy as a corporate entity to be one of the enablers to make sure that 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 CPL happens happens and happens in a big way this year. As we say, the magic is back, and so we ask our people to you know to to to, to tune in, look at the games, um, keep abreast of what's happening because as you know. Cricket is, is one of the sports that keeps us together or, or unifies us as a Caribbean people. I think, I think we all can agree to that. And Republic Bank, um, as a regional brand, we feel very proud to be able to, to, to support something as, as, as huge as CPL across the region um, to ensure that our people coming out of a pandemic can go back to some sense of normalcy and camaraderie at the stadiums and have a good time, watch a good game of cricket. And, and as 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 we know it, so we are happy that um um that that we are part of it, and and for the territories that we are going to be hosting games, um obviously we'll have a lot of giveaways and and different promotions running. But but for the cricket fans in Dominica, we just want you to know that um we we hear you, and and that's why we are ensuring that that we do our part in our sponsorship to ensure that CPL happens and happens in a big way this year. All right, the Republic Bank has definitely been involved in a lot, and that's a good thing. It's always good to give back. So, of course, you know, Mr. Mitchell, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you here on Q95 this morning. But before you leave, do you have any closing remarks? Well, well, I would just like to wrap up by just reiterating, reiterating this, right? Um, we have two campaigns running right now, the Season of Sweetness, and in summary, is, is basically you can access up to $30,000 Unsecured, um, you're gonna have. We're gonna give you up to five years to repay. 
you can um, use that money for any purpose. And I just gave some examples, whether it be a back-to-school initiative, whether it be a vacation for the family, uh, some house repairs, whatever you, whatever the need is, we are giving you up to $30,000 unsecured um, with our Make It Happen portfolio. Um, if you consider in a mortgage, whether it's a new mortgage or you already have a mortgage and you want to switch for whatever reason, you can do so and come to Republic Bank. We're going to help you with the switching costs, give you some attractive rates, flexible repayment terms. Um, we're also offering you a credit card with $5,000 limit as a given. Um, so just check it out. The, the, the offer ends at the end of September 2022. We also want to reiterate persons who who are on the Go Green initiative to check out the bank, um, Republic Bank. We have a, a sustainable package on offer where, you know, once we talk in solar systems, electric vehicles, hybrid vehicles, anything to save energy, um, we have a package. Talk to one of our relationship officers and get more information um, and take advantage of it. And um, and that's it. You know, our, our telephone numbers, uh, you can get us at 448-4725, 448-4725. And just continue to follow us on, on, on our Facebook page, um, Republic Bank Dominica. And um, just keep updated with what's happening. I could tell you uh, quite a bit is in the pipeline um, because immediately after the season of sweetness, we start thinking um, Christmas, uh, but even before Christmas, we will be celebrating our anniversary, our third year anniversary in Dominica, come uh, November first. So that's I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so after the season of sweetness, we're talking anniversary and Christmas. So just something to think about, yeah. All right, thank you so much for joining us here on Q95 this morning. I'm looking forward to speaking with you again on the big station. All right. So until then, of course, all the best. Take care. Thank you very much for having me, and you have yourself a wonderful day. All right, we'll do. All right, take care. Switch or renovate, reduced interest rates, up to 30 years to pay. What you waiting for? It's the season of sweetness, Republic Bank sweetness. It's the season to be in with Republic Bank. Make it happen at Republic Bank. Super low rates, a pre-approved credit card, discounts on fees and more. It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Log on or come in today. You could expand the house and build a proper office. And Republic Bank can help. What do you say to that? Sweet. It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Renovate and relax with super low rates and much more. Sweet. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank today. Welcome back to the Hot Seat this uh, Tuesday morning, the 16th day in the month of August 2022. It's just about 10 minutes going on past you of 9 o'clock and we'll be starting the talk in just a little bit. Good. Now get a jump start on school supplies and, best of all, Republic Bank's got the offer you need. What do you say to that? Sweet! 
sweets. It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Whatever you need for back to school, you can get it with super low rates, up to five years to repay, and up to 30,000 unsecured. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Banks today. Big Edge is here to help with a big back to school promotion. From now till September 6, you can win a third prize of $500, second prize $1,000, and first prize $1,500 when you sign up for Big Edge Loan with the usual great payment terms and lower interest rates. All loans are eligible. Apply online at BigEdgeFinancialExpress.com and for more info, you could contact 440-9009, 440-9007, 225-9009, or walk in on 71 Hillsborough Street, Roseau. Terms and conditions apply. Big Edge, financing your most cherished book. <laughs> On Saturday, August 27, 2022, the Goodwill Parish Hall will explode with laughter. Dominica's leading comedians battle for the champion of laughter in the first ever trailblazing comedy competition organized by the Laugh Dominica Initiative. A night of fun, laughter, clean and relaxing entertainment. Laugh out loud, Dominica tickets are available at the former location of Parade of Fashion. $40 in advance, $50 at the gate, and US $10 for pay-per-view on Comsa TV. This event pays homage to Mikey Bruni, Felix Henderson, Lawrence Brumont, and a fitting tribute to Alwyn Bully and Franklin Moses. Remember the date, 8 p.m. Saturday, 27th August, at the Goodwill Parish Hall. Laugh out loud, Dominica. Supported by AC Schillingford and Company Limited, NJAM, DNO, Comsi TV Q95, and MO News. All right, it's 13 past you of 9 o'clock. Let me welcome you back uh, to the hot seat. We, we want to continue our discussion this morning on agriculture, given the tremendous importance of this particular sector uh, to Dominica. I would really like to hear your views or your take on the government's efforts and, and what has been done to... Is, is this, I guess the question that I have is, is, is whether or not this is really a serious attempt by this government to right a wrong that has been committed against the people of Dominica, quite frankly, um, not having done enough over all of those years to maintain and sustain the livelihoods of so many thousands of Dominicans. You know, I was reading some, um, some, event, some article on agriculture in Africa and um, in 20, 2015, I think, or just a few years ago, the African continent exported $6 billion worth of coffee. Now, you might think that that is huge, right? $6 billion worth of coffee. The problem is that they exported the raw coffee beans. They exported the raw coffee beans, $6 billion, to European countries mainly. And this coffee was then roasted, packaged, grinded, and sold. And the countries to which the coffee was sold turned this around and made over $100 billion in sales. So that tells you one thing. It tells you that the, the true wealth in agriculture is not in the raw material, but it's in the ability to convert this raw material 
into something that is long-lasting and coffee <laughs> you know imagine these guys spending all the way to the bank you 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 spend six billion dollars and then you turn that six billion investment into a hundred billion dollars and that's the situation we have in dominica we do not want to be net exporters of raw material it's okay to export fresh produce but i believe ultimately the wealth is going to be in the ability to convert this raw produce into manufactured goods and that's why agro-processing becomes important so when the government talked about agro-processing i was excited but it seems they're just talking about it there is no mention exactly as to what areas you're going to focus on are you for example going to focus on coffee and have at the end of the day have a coffee processing facility that can then process all of the coffee out of dominica are you going to focus on cocoa and at the end of the day, have a cocoa processing facility that does all of the chocolates and the and the raw cocoa and, and, and the powdered cocoa and so on. I mean, these are the kind of things that we need to be talking about because we don't have the scale. We certainly don't have the the large extracts of flat land that we have, say, in Africa or elsewhere in the world. But we you know, we need to find creative ways of adding value. To our products. So that's what we're talking about this morning. And already we have someone on the telephone who wants to weigh in on this important subject. Good morning to you. Dr. Fontaine, good morning. Yes, good morning. Um, as you're talking agriculture, I have a concern. I just want to um, ask the Minister of Agriculture, Mr. Grant, Honorable Grant, and the Minister of Trade, Honorable Ian Douglas. To look into the um, the feed, the animal feed that is coming to the country. Dr. Fountain, yesterday I bought a bag of 19% layer at a business place for $64.75 per bag. Then I have to pay $5 to bring to Maribut. How much it is you are going to sell a tree of eggs? You know how much it is you have to to pay, you have to buy the trees, you have to buy the vitamins. When I work it out, a tree of egg is about $35. How many people can buy a tree of egg for $35? So I want them to look into it. Everybody blaming the oil price, the oil price, the oil price. But I think it's not only the oil price. I think it's just, just mere wickedness. $64.75 per bag of feed. Of, of, of chicken layer. I mean, it's just too much. They have to do something and do something quick because I don't know how it, how poultry farmer is going to really make out of that. Thank you. Good morning. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And a very good morning to you as well. And, and that's a very important point that you raised having to do with the cost of, of feed. We talked briefly about that yesterday, but um, I understand that this the same... Um, costs that you mentioned, the $64.75 that this previously, just a couple of months ago, would cost like 40-something dollars, 43, 44 dollars. So we've had a, a major increase in the cost of, of feed, which is a key uh, ingredient, a key raw product for the production of eggs. And, and um, eggs are already selling at $26 a tray. And you're talking about $35 is what it will probably go up to 
if you are to um, you know, pass that cost on to the consumer. So that's obviously a cause for concern. And that's the kind of issues that we're talking about. If you're going to look into agriculture as a viable industry that people, small farmers can have their own poultry, can do their own eggs or their own chicken. And so if you're going to do this, then you have to look very critically at the cost of those inputs and, and the idea of having your own facilities in Dominica that is producing this particular feed. You know, the former Minister of Agriculture, Honorable Peter Carbon, talked about the fact that during the United Workers' Party government, there was in fact a facility to produce the feed and that it was destroyed. It was taken away by this current government. So, you know, we want to move beyond just talking about agriculture and seeing some really good movement in terms of what the government intends to do. And, you know, going back to the budget that we saw, uh, they want to grow it by somebody, but how are you going to grow it? You know, these are some of the areas you want to look at. You have a number of small farmers, you, you want to focus, and, and we can be targeted. Are, are we going to focus on, on coffee and cocoa? What are we going to be focusing on? These are some of the questions that we need to ask ourselves, some of the issues that we need to concern ourselves with, because I believe that agriculture can be a very viable one for Dominica. It can do wonders for thousands and thousands of Dominicans, but we need to do it right. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dr. Fountain. Yes, good morning. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, all is good. I hope you're doing well as well. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm nice. Can't complain. Excellent. But, um, doctor, listen to this, right? I, I, I mean, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I, do, I really don't know how Dominican can take Roosevelt, Skerritt, and the Labour Party serious when they're talking about agriculture, you know? Yeah, you understand? I don't know. I don't know how Dominican can take them serious. Dr. Fountain, I have to I must go back to Salisbury. You know the community of Salisbury is a farming community. These people have been problem with the feeder roads. They try and get your attention all kinds of different ways you never respond. They they decide they're going to take some action. As a government, if you're serious about agriculture, you should have met with these guys, find out what the problem is, and solve it. Instead, you tell them, you arrest them, and you drag them before the court. I mean, what are you talking about agriculture? Agriculture must have access to your feeder road to move your produce. There must be a market. You, you cannot say you're serious about agriculture when farmers telling you what they need. They're not begging you. They're not coming for hand, though. You take us in them and you dragging them before the court. Up to now, Dr. Fountain, the people are sorry, but some of them still, still have that, that charge hanging over them. You know, you know that, right? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Well, yes. Yeah, you, you, know, you know that they still have that charge hanging against them, right? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. So, so if if it is serious about agriculture, why can't they just call these doctors, get the charges off these people, and pay these people for all the harm he had done them with a the tech I mean, I can't take Roosevelt Skerritt and Labour Party serious when they're talking about agriculture, Dr. Fountain. That, that, that is oxymoron. You're, not, you're talking about, if not 
passport then what? Agriculture is a, is a has been industry. I mean, I, I, I don't see why people should even be giving this guy advice and coming. We are not lacking of ideas and solutions to solve our problem in Dominica, Dr. Fountain. The problem we have to focus on is to get rid of Roosevelt Scary. I mean, it's simple. Nothing cannot move forward if you have this corrupt, incompetent, wicked, I don't even know how to describe his regime. That's all I'm going to say this morning, Doctor. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kola. Thank you very much indeed uh, for this. And, you know, we're talking about solutions. And, and, and as far as you're concerned, one of the solutions to, to this issue of agriculture is to have a change of government. And, and, and quite, quite frankly, after, after 20 years, I think that is certainly a right approach. That is something that we certainly have to seriously consider in terms of the solutions that we're looking at. So um, I'm focusing a little bit more on the, on the budget statement of the finance minister. And he indicated that the, this, this government has always made agriculture a priority. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's either that this government thinks that the people of Dominica are stupid or, or that they're just naked liars. I mean, how can you start off uh, your statement on agriculture by saying that you've always made it a priority when your statements have been contrary? Agriculture has been a has-been industry. The proceeds from agriculture fell from over $100 million under the United Workers Party government to less than $5 million under your administration. How do you make this a priority? How has agriculture been a, a priority for you when thousands and thousands of, of farmers have had to find themselves in the NEP program or work in security shifts? How? You know, I need to understand this. If you're going to talk about making agriculture a priority, then how does your actions reflect this? So... It goes on to say that since the passage of Hurricane Maria almost five years ago, my government has invested $145.6 million in agriculture. Well, $145.6 million. Where is the return on this investment? What exactly did you invest in? Let's go back to the telephones. We'll continue our discussions on this. Good morning to you. Hello, good, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Fontaine. Yes, good morning. What, what I'm surprised... What I'm surprised or what amazed me, I listened to an interview you had with Gramax, St. Joe. And in the early, in the late 70s to the early 80s, there was a farmer by the name of Omega. A farmer, you know, borrowed a band, a young band, $24,000. That was a farmer. And you are Kato Firara, which I know very well too. I was supporting them. All, all these people was farmers. So it shows you that farming, agriculture has played a serious, serious part in the lives of Dominica. From since then, you know, Mr. Fountain. And these guys tell you, this guy borrowed them that money to go to Guadeloupe. Without interest. That was a farmer. And see how far we come today. Farmers cannot even afford 
to even buy a vehicle, cannot even build a home for themselves, cannot even send their children to school. They have to go back and beg a prime minister for help. Mr. Fountain, we have failed badly with this scary government, you know. And Dominican sit by and allowing these guys to continue fooling them day by day that they cannot do without them. Where the evidence has shown that Dominicans before could do without any, any, any government. God bless Dominica. God bless you too, sir. All right, and, and thank you, thank you so much for making the point about the farmer being able to, from his own resources, make available a loan of twenty-four thousand dollars. That was in in nineteen seventy-four. You know that would be worth several hundred thousand dollars in today's money. So, what is clear is that, unlike what the government says in its budget statement, having supported agriculture and made agriculture a priority over twenty-two years, I mean that is simply untrue. Um, let, let me read a, a little more from the budget statement. Um, it, it says that this government's investments have resulted in economic growth, increased employment, and higher foreign exchange earnings. <laughs> How have it resulted in higher foreign exchange earnings? When we are now making about $15 million a year from agriculture, when, as I said, in 2000, it was over $100 million. So, so something is not right about the story that has been given um, that sounds like a, a real story in the budget. Uh, good morning to you. <laughs> Samson, good morning, man. How you doing? Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you. You know, sometimes I laugh to keep from crying. That's how the saying goes. <laughs> yes, but I'm not, I'm not going to cry. So but sad. sometimes I laugh to understand the condition of the country and to see how far down the country has gone. Samson, Agriculture will never be a has-been. Agriculture has always been the foundation of Dominica's economy, and it will continue to be when this debacle is taken care of and a real government run the place. Here's my thing. I'm going to make the United States an example. The United States, one of its biggest own, I mean, earners is agriculture. The United States supply agricultural products to down the only Caribbean islands, to different parts of the world. Agriculture is a money maker and it's the survival of a nation. When you are able to feed yourself and your money stays in your country and circulates, you build a thriving economy. They want to build a tourist industry with no food. How can you do that? The tourist industry needs food. The tourist industry needs a lot of things that really popular now. You asking for a solution, my brother, here's one of my solutions. You build an agriculture industry right alongside tourism. And you will see how much progress the country makes. The problem is these guys are now saying agriculture is the thing because the passport is doing bad. The economy is failing because of COVID. It shows where the country has failed, or, or these leaders, not the country, because the country is led by leaders. And these leaders failed. And COVID was one of the tests. Maria started it, Erica started it, and it shows you how non governmental these guys are. 
they are just there for personal gain. Now, the scale I heard you talk about, that's another thing I hear people talk about all the time. And you know, as an economist, in today's world of organic farming and fair trade is a, 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 a what you call a, a, a enterprise that helps small farmers. Something, the argument of scale, I don't think really hold too much water because here's, here's my deal. I'm going to give you an example. You know a chain of stores, right? And you have a product. You don't have to necessarily try to supply the whole of America, the whole of uh, uh, Ireland, whatever your market is. What you do, you target a chain. I'll give you an example like Whole Foods. You know Whole Foods because you, you've been up and down in the United States. That's a, a chain. They have stores around the country. You target that one store with a certain product because what they do, they do a lot of organic products and specialty products. Like, um, I will give you an example, dragon fruit. Before there was no big market for dragon fruit in America, a jackfruit, one of them. You just stole one of them. And they have all these things in the store that comes from selective Places they might come from Asia, wherever they bring the jackfruit from, I'm not sure. I never look, or maybe plant them in Mexico and produce it close by to cut down on your your, your carbon footprint. But the point I'm making is, people say scale. Scale was a thing when 20, 30 years ago, when you want to supply the whole world with banana or, or, or citrus fruit. But now you could target one market chain, uh, a supermarket chain, and supply them with a. Uh, 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 certain kind of fruit or organic fruit or vegetable and they will take all your product based on yours what what you can supply and they will come to me and they will take what I got and they will build their supplies based on these small farmer chains that they have so the scale argument is out of the market uh, I mean out of the way really because it's a specialty market you're looking and that is more important today as opposed to the big dole and all this other chiquita and all them pushing small farmers out of the way. So I'm listening, my brother. Great argument. I mean, uh, discussion you're having this morning. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. We are discussing the agriculture sector in Dominica and we're taking a, a more critical look at government's uh, budget and what uh, they, are, they are disclosing in the budget. The government indicating that they, they've made agriculture a priority, yet even if, <laughs> let's assume that they're correct and agriculture was a priority, it has only resulted in an export figures of $15 million dollars from a, a high of $100 million under the United Workers' Party government. I mean, that is the reality, Dominica. Good morning to you. Exactly. Yes, Dr. Thompson Fountain, good morning. To yes, you. a very good morning. Dr. Thompson Fountain, when you hear these guys talking about revitalizing agriculture, nothing further from the truth. For the past 22 years, we have seen a demise in agriculture in Dominica. I'll never forget during the 2000 campaign, that Vince Henderson guy, in his bid to come to come St. Joe Parade, he promised the farmers of St. Joseph. You did you remember the Matthew Damone time when he, he, he wrote it? He promised them that he was going to compensate them. And whoever, whoever that affected him, he, he, they're going to relocate them to, do, uh, to continue their farming. 
These guys, they came in by deception. They continue to ruin Dominica by deception. And the reason why the people of Dominica should never allow these Roosevelt-led administration to win another term in Dominica. If that would, if, if that would happen, that mistake would happen, a worst-case scenario, Dominica, that is it. Dominica already on, the, on, on a, a down spiral. It was, that, that's it. It's finished because these guys have no clue. These guys have no idea as to what it is to run a country. But to, I must admit, for the past 22 years, we have seen significant improvement in their personal development, where they have been able to go see for money, buy yachts, buy boats, buy houses, have money in foreign banks. That, that's the improvement we have seen. Take care, Dr. Fountain. All right, thank you. You know, and, and you make a valid point. The question is, show me, you know, show me the evidence. And the, and the evidence speaks very loudly against this government's seriousness. And that's what we're talking about. I mean, are you really serious about agriculture? I remember in 2016, when myself with Danny Luge, um, we, were go we went into this uh, Matnik market. I rem I, in fact, one of my most prized possessions today is a framed copy of this order. We got an order for 70 tons of food, 70 tons, right? That is, that is, that is over 140,000 pounds of food. And when we searched all over Dominica, we could only make a, a shipment of 11 tons, 11 out of 70 tons. Uh, what that tells me is that the market is there. People want our food, but we've not been able to produce. And, and, and at that time in 2016, Dominicans were sworn away from agriculture because there was no interest by the government. The shipping was and still is a problem. You had black cigatoka, you had all of those different diseases that was attacking the citrus, all of those things that was going on, and, and very little effort by the government. And so what we really need is an, an effort to increase the production within the country. And I was looking at the budget for answers with, with regards to what the government plans to do. And they're saying that they're going to, what they have to say about um, production is the focus on fruits and vegetables. So... Uh, the finance minister says, Mr. Speaker, by expanding cultivation areas, scaling up production through innovation and technology, encouraging new entrants into the markets, adopting requisite technology and the introduction of new varieties, Dominica will be in a better place to produce consistently higher yields, volumes, and quality. Yeah, good sound in words, but that's all it is, words, you know. I don't see, I, I don't see the... The action part of this, and that is what bothers me most about this government budget. I'm not seeing the action. You know, I'm not seeing that we're saying, okay, at the end of this year, we are going to have X amount under cultivation. We are going to have uh, X amount of farmers meaningfully employed. We're going to have access to this market, the other market. That's the kind of vision that we're looking for. Not this nice sounding words, oh, we're going to increase yields, different varieties. You're going to bring in cucumbers and cauliflowers and so on. All talk, all talk. We need to see more action where this is concerned. Let's go back to the telephones. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Thompson. Yes, good morning. Yes, um, in, in spite of what we say in our agriculture, you can remember, look, look now, the leaf is not selling, and that's in the need of feed it to Hello? Yes, go ahead, please. Uh-huh, we are, we are here and now. And I said, look now, feed it to we produce the most oil in Dominican, and now bailiff is not selling. The government is not saying nothing oh, about it. You mean bailiff is not selling right now? 
Nobility is not selling. Wow. The oil is not selling. Wow. Wow. And then, and then that is the livelihood of the superior people. Mm-hmm. Now, I myself looking at it this way. The best thing for Dominica presently now is an agro-processing plant. Mm-hmm. An yes. agro-processing plant would be the best thing for Dominica. Yes, indeed, indeed. But we, in addition to the agro-processing, we also need the production to go with it because you need to be able to continuously supply the plant with the raw material. Yes, I agree, but I mean, because remember, we have a lot of fruits wasting in Dominica. We have breadfruit, avocado, pears, melons, everything like that. I mean, fish. Pinot Sufria, Pinot Sufria, has the baby, and then, and then we caught the most fish in Dominica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is one thing we have is we have those things in abundance and we really have to find yeah. a way. So you're absolutely correct. So that's why I'm talking about the priorities. I, I think the yeah. government has, has not set the priorities right in terms of what can be done about the agriculture sector. I mean, the government is not interested in agriculture. I think that's a fair statement. Their actions reveal that, certainly. Look, and then look, 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 at, look at Rosalie Road. Rosalie Road would be, Rosalie Road again would be a yeah because imagine you have you catch all of this fish just just there and then the the southeast parts you know starving for fish right you can't get it just across a two three miles across it's really unfortunate all right caller well thank you thank you so much for this um you know um <laughs> that's part of what we are talking about you know we want to see the action but in every area i'm, I'm surprised i'm hearing all that belief is, is is going through some problems and the question is what plan is there um to restore the livelihoods of the belief farmers you know those who are responsible for the bay oil um what has been done about it a new market's been sought uh, a new effort's been made uh, to get Dominica's belief out there. These are some of the issues that we concern ourselves about. These are some of the issues that we want to ask. And, and, and going back to the government's budget, after you talked about... Um, so let's, look, let's, let's talk about the policy decision of this government. It is said that the government has made the policy decision to ensure that our non-traditional fruit and vegetable subsector is an integral part of Dominica's food system. Non-traditional food. Great sounding words as always. Let's go back to the telephone. Good morning to you. At 18 before 10. Good morning. I have to call you back. Uh, I'm not going to keep calling you back on every comment I hear. But I just heard the, the gentleman say, daily is not selling. This is another argument I'm going to put on the table. Bailiff is a good product for the market today. Essential oils big. You know that. Essential oils run the gamut. They in everything. They in uh, all kind of perfume, body soap, bath soap, every shampoo, name it. And all kind of healing properties in essential oils. The problem is not bailiff is selling. The problem like in the United States, I always like to make the example because I'm going to a government with certain departments. Like some of the people who call to complain would call complain to the radio station and places that the government should have a place where consumers could report their problems. By now, we should have these things in place. But let me grab that and go to Bailey's, the, the, the one that the man just addressed. If you have a commerce department, the government should be out there looking for markets 
people, the, 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 the farmers, it's not only the government, but the biggest help, the biggest problem is the government should take the lead on aiding farmers and looking for markets for the product to grow the economy and make the people life better. Bailiff will sell if they find a market for it because Dominica has a lot of it and the reason why it's not selling, there is not no one helping the people to push their product if they make it. If they make it, it sits right there on the island and it don't go nowhere. But if you have a market, it will sell because there's a big market out there for these things. I'm done. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So it comes back to where the focus is, where the priorities are of this government. Now, I hear all these nice sounding words about, you know, we will focus on bell peppers, broccoli, cauliflowers, cantaloupes, strawberries, dragon fruit, blueberries. All of that is good. But what are you doing with what we already have? The watermelons, the um, passion fruit. You know, anybody can grow passion fruit in their backyard. What opportunities are there to sell the passion fruits? So, you know, so I think the government's, um, and we're talking about the government, given the fact that it is the government who, who, who killed the sector to begin with, and they're the ones who are attempting to resuscitate it or to bring it back to life. So how do you bring back an industry to life that you've killed? Well, um, you are still not using the right um, process. You're still not doing the right thing. Because if somebody is knocked out, you, what you need to do is to give them CPR. You need to be breathing that, that energy into their lungs to make sure that they get enough oxygen to survive. And then you go into stabilizing them and building them up. And if, you, if that's what you're looking to do in the agriculture sector, that's what you should be do, looking to do in the agriculture sector. So I saw, for example, in this budget, the government is saying that they're going to give a million dollars to provide greenhouse. The government does not have to provide greenhouses. Okay, that is something where what I would suggest to the government, put this money into, into the aid bank, have farmers then go to the aid bank, build their own greenhouses, produce, find the markets to them, and then they'll be able to pay back. And you have this revolving fund that can continue to sustain farmers. You don't have to be in the business of building greenhouses. So I think the whole approach is wrong by this government. Good morning to you. All right, um, please, uh, let's try again. Uh, good all right, let's try this. Um, uh, sorry, caller, please try your call again. Uh, let's try this. Good morning to you. All right, you seem to have lost the caller. Uh, please try the numbers again. 449-3095-449-3096-449-3097. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Dr. Thompson. Very good program, very good articulation. Thank you. And what you are, yes, what you are revealing is, in fact, true. You know, interestingly, we are hearing all the nice things about the exotics and the plans they have for the exotics going forward. Blueberries, all these things. Um, we have not heard even the initial start with respect to the classification of the, of the, of the crops and the actual zoning of the areas. Because, you know, it is well enough to name crops and what you want to do. But uh, the crops that you have named, are they suitable for the area? Will they grow productively enough to give you the kind of yields 
or the optimal level that you require. <laughs> exactly. And so and so it is important that we start looking at zoning and the classification of crops. And so if the government was talking about ready started right now with what we have existing and they say, look, we are not going to start to the classification of our soil and see which crops are best suitable for, for that particular soil. Then we know that we'll have a head start. You can have it just naming things and you have no action plan. Have we sought to engage a soil scientist, if a team, to start doing that kind of zoning? Because even if you identify all of the crops, all of the crops cannot be grown where you want them to, to be grown, you know. They have to be grown where they are most suitably qualified to be grown. And, 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 and that is the kind of approach of agriculture is today. Now, interestingly, this is the government that refuses to tell us what is happening with our CBI money. But they will throw in the ear that they, we accrue $300 million in agriculture for a particular period. They cannot give you the breakdown. They cannot tell you which crops were exported. I can bet you, if we were doing $300 million worth of exports in agriculture, we'd have seen a better agricultural um, sector. We'd have, we'd, we'd not have noticed all the, all the rural, um, rural, um, urban, um, urban drift. We'd have seen more, a more vibrant, um, um, rural community and we'd have seen people more committed. What we have seen over the years is that a number of the productive farmers, a number of the skilled people, they left the rural areas and they come seeking for employment, probably doing security or driving a bus or something like that. So it is not all what we have seen around us is not evident of, of agriculture moving. Now, interestingly, I'm happy that these Dominicans are getting it duty-free. When you see the FAs, you get excited. Wow, agriculture is happening. But you see the fancy FAs, they are, they, they are covered at the back. Their tire hardly have a soil on it. They are not going anywhere. I, I agree with Dominicans. They've got this thing and no problem. But we need to have our agriculture um, um, more structured in a way to encourage people. You still hear the very people who produce the liquor that they have. They still telling you that they have to work hard and still look to, to, to for markets for them to, for their, to sell their products, whether it is locally or whether it is um, externally. But the point is, though, we, we, we talk about, government has been talking about the hotel industry, the transformation of the hotel industry, and they've talked about the Kempinski and the other five-star hotels that would accommodate the farmers. How many farmers are right now producing and selling to the hotels that they're talking about. Most of the hotels are not doing very well. The occupancy rate is down. And so many problems that we are plagued with. So it's not good enough to just name things that you are going to do. Instead, we should now be seeing a plan of food where you engage the techno technocrats, the technical people in the agricultural division to get working and to start doing that soil classification and to identify the crops that are most suitable, put trial plots when necessary and try to collect the data so that that can direct a positive agriculture. So by then, after a couple of years, we would have seen where we have to go. Instead of just talking, not, all the Prime Minister here people talking about is just come and read it in a budget. A budget is not just about what you just read. It is about directing resources and the appropriate area so that we get the kind of results that we need. Too often we speak, but we are not thinking results. We have to be results-oriented. Whenever we speak about things, we have to make sure that we get the results. Good program. You are doing a wonderful job. And Mr. Thompson, not only that you are speaking, but you have been in action showing that what we can do. But again, that same government, again, interferes with progress, and they will do everything to kill what the opposition will come with. Very good job. We are listening. All right, and, and thank you very much, Caller. You know, that's why I, I like us to, w when we're doing this thing, to be, to be very sober, to think very clearly about what it is that we're talking about. We're talking about resuscitating. We're talking about 
rebuilding the agriculture sector but i'm not seeing in this but i'm not seeing the kind of action points as the colors spoke about that is when I, I i start to believe when i see you doing what this last caller spoke about which is having to do with uh, doing the tests the, the soil testing knowing where is where it's going what it's okay to say we're going to grow strawberries but is there is there already market for strawberries i know that there is a market for uh, for um you know for our watermelons and there is a market for our purple and there is a market for our sour sap okay i know that those markets exist uh is there a market for strawberries and blueberries you know so it's a lot of it seems that there is a lot of talk but very little action have you brought the farmers together to have a wrong table to have a discussion about the way forward people who knows how it is done these are some of the questions that we have to ask. We go back to the telephones with your inputs on the hot seat this morning. Good day to good you. Good morning, Thompson. Very good morning, Afi. How are you doing? Martin, how are you? Afi, doing well, doing well. Okay, Thompson. Um, As a um, former agriculture minister, it must, it must really hurt <laughs> you to no end to see uh, how agriculture uh, has you, been you dragged. You can call me a, a, a pan player. Thompson, <laughs> <laughs> um, a number of your callers are making some very, very important points. Um, one of them is that about the institutional and organizational capacity that must be put in place for any revitalization of any industry to occur. Without that institutional capacity, resources go to waste. So it's going to be really important to take a hard look at your scientific competence, your organizational and extension, agricultural extension competence, the financing arrangements, what are the terms and conditions, etc., transportation and so forth. And I just want to fast forward to the current situation. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, there's a problem with transportation and markets and so on. I happen to know that there is an owner of a roll-on, roll-off ship capable of carrying six 20-foot containers either reefer or dry. That boat is every two weeks going to Martinique and St. Lucia and has never been able to get a full load of produce from, from Dominica. He's interested in yams, tanias, couscous, ginger, to name a few. And there are three or four other products for which, you know, quantities in excess of 6,000 pounds a week are required at this time and have been the case. And he has not been able to get the volumes, you know. And so, um, so th th there is a serious disconnect between existing capacity to transport and, and it can be transported chilled or transported dry. And so, and, and the farmers who who we, we hear are looking for markets. I have been involved with that person. That is, that is the Wade family out of Portsmouth. They've just bought another boat, another roll-on, roll-off. So now they have the capacity in place to move 12 20-foot containers out of Dominica on a weekly basis. That's 12 times 20,000 pounds. That's 240,000 pounds, quarter million pounds, on a weekly basis or on a fortnightly basis. So, so sometimes we just don't know what exists, what is the inventory of services available, especially when it's in the private sector, especially when it's not in 
uh, with somebody who has access to the top. So I put that out there to say that what is needed, my first point, is the institutional and organizational capacity to connect that shipping and transport capability, which is now in place, to go either north or south of Dominica on a weekly or fortnightly basis with the people in production. And I would say, instead of talking about, quote-unquote, the introduction of new crops, which is always good, you can always have pilot farms, as people are saying, they need to find out where is the best location, what is the best set of husbandry practices suitable to the southeast, suitable to the west coast, etc., etc. You need to develop that scientific information. But in the meantime, where people have dashi, have yams, have planted, have sweet potatoes, have pumpkins, and so forth. You know, we need to start where we are. So there is the need for some serious organizational capacity to inventory what is available in Dominica today, the 16th of August, 2022. What crops are in ground? What is the projected yield of crops in ground over the next three months, six months? What is that volume? How do we direct that volume to people who actually have buyers but cannot find the supply from Dominica. So guess what? Supplies are coming in from Costa Rica to Martinique when we are right next door to Martinique. So my, my urging is to, that people have to learn that no man is an island. No one person has all the ideas. That is why uh, an, an engagement, a participatory approach that brings in people if, who, even if you don't like Thompson Fountain, if Thompson Fountain is the man with the information on a particular um, initiative, he needs to be sitting around the table along with other people. Unfortunately, that requires a certain kind of mind, a bigger mind, uh, a mind that sees country before personality, and that we do not have in place at the top. What we have is, is, is like is, is, it's a, a concubinish kind of arrangement where if I don't know you, you're not involved. If I don't like you, you're not involved, regardless of your competence. And so that is what, in other words, the, the, the persons who promote this kind of selfish approach, they have undermined agriculture. They have undermined the banana industry. Why, I heard you say, why is it that St. Lucia is exporting bananas and we can't? It's a question of somebody undermined the management of the Black Sea Toka, which led to a, a, a downward trend in our supply situation with bananas. And so, so when we hear of people wanting to go after persons who they believe might undermine what plans they have, let us be clear. Those same persons have already undermined a multi-million dollar industry. They have done that. And so, the same medicine that they are proposing to use to deal with people they think will undermine their plans should be used on them. 
because they have undermined agriculture. And, and it is time for those of us, and I'm putting myself back in the mix, for those of us who know a little something about agriculture, who remember the days where boxing plants worked 24-7 for three days a week to try to manage the volume of bananas, where those same boxing plants went idle for the, other, for the balance of that week when they could be processing dashing, tanya, sweet potato, pumpkin, and so forth. So we just, we missed opportunities, but we know what those missed opportunities are, those of us who were there on the front line. And so it's really necessary for us to frankly stop paying attention to this illegal group of policymakers. Illegal. And who also, they're not only illegal, but they are uninformed about running an economy because they've never run anything in their life. They've never even tried to run anything in their life. So how in heaven's name can we be comfortable about leaving the economy and the future of Dominica in their hands? And starting with agriculture, which you are right to do, we can turn agriculture around. We do not need them to intervene, as you pointed out. They don't need to be getting involved in building greenhouses. People have gone ahead and done that. People went ahead and built their farms, built their pig pens, built their dust and so forth. And so let us dig back into the energy and the, and the competence, the technical and scientific competence and the organizational competence. And I'll end here. I believe that what we need now, from a farmer standpoint, we need to revitalize and resuscitate a Dominica Farmers Union. We need a farmers organization that will actually, as we did in the 1970s and 80s and 90s, that will take up these issues in the name of the producer, not in the name of a political party or the name of an individual pal rep or the name of somebody who is connected, but in the name of all farmers, in the name of all farmers. And that will put the farmer at the table with the banks for financing, with the shipping people for transportation, and with the suppliers of inputs and so forth, as the case may be. Unless that institutional shift takes place, um, I believe these guys at the top will do what they do best. And you know what that is? They waste resources or they take resources for their own personal good. And that has to stop yesterday. Thompson, that's my view this morning. All we right. can talk more, but that's my view. Excellent, excellent. Happy then. Thank you so much for sharing it here on the, on the hot seat. And, you know, it is truly painful. It is truly painful to me personally as, as someone who is a, a product of, of Dominica's agriculture. And to see the way this government has dealt with agriculture, because I'm thinking that all of our villages could be vibrant, could be alive. You could have rich individuals in those um, constituencies, um, and in, in those villages, people making money on a daily basis, yet most of these individuals are uh, have been reduced to planting flowers or, or as I said, doing security work. And it is truly, <laughs> it's truly painful, extremely painful 
to see what has happened with our agriculture. Let's take one more call before we take a break. Good morning to you. Hello, good morning. You are on live on the hot set. Hi, good morning, Sergey. Yes, good morning. Mr. Franklin, let me make um, excellent contribution to the man that should be sitting in Parliament, Mr. Glenroy Soso Coffee. Excellent contribution to Mr. and all the other people that had made their contribution this morning. But Mr. Funk, there's something I heard. I don't know if that is true, but I'd like it to be clarified. We understood that a lot of the ministers are running cool in with the farmers in this country. Because the same things are the farmers producing, like lettuce, some of them singing eggs. A lot of the ministers are understood doing the same thing and selling it to the, some hotels that buy in from them and even some supermarket. If that is so, that should stop. And, you know, smoke doesn't come out without fire. So, I am saying, if that is so, that should stop. You cannot, as a minister, you're making all, all your money. What are you taking, all you taking? For all you to tell me, all you running, cool bullying, you know the school bullying? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. With uh -huh. the farmers that do, that they're trying their best to do what they have to do for the country. And if that is so, people, that should stop. No parliamentarian, no minister, not parliamentarians, parliamentarians that maybe not making enough money so they maybe can do something. But the ministers we have sitting down inside the cabinet, not there, should not be doing that. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. And let's, um, the callers, I want you to just hold your calls for just a little bit. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in just a, a very short space of time. We'll come back with a lot more of your calls and your interventions here on the hot seat. one choice for all your automotive needs. We have the best in new and reconditioned vehicles. For over 25 years, Autotrade has represented top quality brands like Suzuki, Kia, Nissan, and Hyundai commercial trucks. We are the leading provider for genuine auto parts and accessories at affordable prices. Need your car fixed? Our trained and certified technicians will do it right the first time with professional service, using state-of-the-art equipment, getting you back on the road in no time. And did you know we provide hassle-free financing on all your vehicles? We are the best choice for a complete automotive experience from purchase to parts and service. Because at Autotrade, it's not just a vehicle, it's a relationship. In September 2017, our lives here in Dominica changed forever. Hurricane Maria took our homes, lives of our loved ones, and left us with billions of dollars in damages to repair. We at Flow were not immune to this destruction, but we made a promise then and there to rebuild with you in mind. We invested millions of dollars to bring you fiber internet. Not only is it six times faster, but we are offering this at no additional cost. We've all been through a lot for the last couple of years. So come on home to Flow and receive 50% off your mobile bill every month when you bundle and win big daily this summer with every transaction you make. Come home to flow, Dominica. Hey, Bama! 
Babylon. Pass me a stone ginger wine on the rocks. That is the vibes. Stone ginger wine. Guess who's back? Good things come and good things go, but greatness is forever. Stone's ginger wine. Local distributors, fine food thing. No matter time of day. I had for many years in London. Goldwyn is now retired and back living in Dominica enjoying his pension. He took a smile so we can see the gold thief and took a yank. I met him coming out of flosses with the help of some staff carrying different foods, drinks and meats to his vehicle. Myself too fast to go and ask the man what's up. Is their story start? I said, Goldwyn, speak in English, don't force it. Then he said, I shop with intelligence, yeah? At flosses, you get the most reasonable prices. Quarter bag flour, rice, sugar, milk, beers, soft drinks, water, rum and so much more. Prices and quantities to feed your needs, mate. Mama, they come on Because you just come down and want to tell me what I know about flosses already. That's where I shop. It's not you alone that want to save money but still get the quality goods. That's right. And if you're listening to this ad, go and check out Flosses for yourself. Next to the Roseau Market. Fresh Market Pharmacy has extended to customers with its new additional location at best price. Two convenient locations on the Dame Eugenia Charles Boulevard and at best price Riverbank. Fresh Market Pharmacy provides over-the-counter medication, health and personal care, prescription drugs and natural supplements. Our experienced pharmacists and technicians provide the best quality services. Contact 225-6883-255-6875. WhatsApp 316-0310. Fresh Market Pharmacy. Your prescription bill just got lowered. Welcome back to the hot seat. It's eight minutes going on past the hour of 10 o'clock and we are, are discussing what I believe to be a very critical issue or one that's concerning the people of dominica concerns the future of the nature of dominica and 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 so much rests upon getting this right because after all what we've been blessed with um is a beautiful country uh, with lots of rich soils and 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 just the envy of the rest of the eastern caribbean you know countries are saying if only they had what dominica have we have it and we've not been able to make the best use of it and a lot of it has been just unconcerned by this government focused on a very easy money making part of it's very easy to make money of the of the passports you just uh, you know you kind of offload it to some foreign agent somewhere you don't care how much it takes he, he you know he makes for himself as long as you get a certain portion of it you don't have to think you don't have to work you don't have to do anything it's called being fair, you know. What we have is a fair government that has focused on just on passport sales and ignored. Because if you're talking about agriculture, it's hard work. It, you have to plan. You have to have policies in place. You have to be strategic. You have to think of insurance for the farmers. You have to think of uh, we we're in a hurricane belt. You know the the potential of destruction to the crops on an almost yearly basis. You have to think and work, and and that is the problem of this particular government. Good morning to you. Um, good morning, Doc, and good morning to Dominicans at home and abroad. How are you doing, Doc? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. All is well. Uh, Doc, I, I, I'm listening to this thing, and I'm, I'm making an observation. I may be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. 
I get the impression that what the Prime Minister and some of his ministers are doing, they are trying to control the private sector and how it functions. Particularly, they're trying to take over the agricultural sector. So they will, not in the sense that they're going to make it more productive or they're going to create this. They want to take it over to control the agricultural sector in as much as they said it was a has-been industry so that they could control the people. They now want to take over the industry so they control all the revenues coming in and going out of the country. It is not a matter of they're trying to empower farmers or Dominicans generally to do anything. In the very same way, when they had fertilizer, they were giving it to their agents who were even selling it. Not giving it to the farmers, selling it to the farmers. So it is not about helping or assisting the farmers, the agricultural productive sector to move forward. It is creating more revenue for himself and his select group and some of his ministers. As somebody alluded to, that some of these ministers are selling in the very same way that they buy vehicles to compete with um, the people who have their, their dumpers and their buses. They now want to compete with the farmers for the little piece of the pie that is there. And it is very sad that Dominicans sit and tolerate this stuff. I mean, how much more are we going to tolerate in terms of we getting all these fancy promises and throwing memes about berries and strawberries and blueberries? We're not accustomed to strawberries and blueberries. We're accustomed to our grape, our guava, our sour sap, our kashima, our pomsite. That's what we're accustomed to. That's what we can grow at an advantage because it is all organic. But what I am looking at is carried attempt to control the agricultural sector and decide who gets um, access to capital, who gets access to, to the equipment and tools and that kind of stuff. Very much like the last, um, the Freedom Party administration gave large tracts of Melville Hall Estate to supporters who up to this day did not even plant a side tree on it. And as much as, as this present government is doing with the Londonderry estate, part of the, 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 the um, where they're repossessing, replacing people, is they're using government property for their own benefit rather than the, the farmers, the people who were on the lands producing before. They are older, but the younger people, they're not giving them any incentives to do that because they still maintain agriculture as some dirty thing, business. You don't want to be in dirt and land because, you know, you change in a lot of young people. You are not providing capacity. You say every home must have a college graduate. It takes more than just if you need college graduates. Yes. But who is going to Work, farm the land. Who is going to repair the motor vehicles when they are gone bad? Who is going to put the roof back on your house when the wind blows it off? 
Who is going to do the plumbing? Who is going to do the electrical? Who is going to be in the store doing the retail for you? Who is going to be on the, on the base front unloading and unloading the ship? Who is going to transport you from one point to the next? It takes all sorts of people to develop your economy and your country. Yes, indeed. But if indeed. you are saying that, you see, so we need to understand that Spirit wants to take over the private sector, particularly the agricultural sector, so he can control the people more. Good morning. All right. Good morning, Carla. Thank you very much. We are discussing Dominica's agriculture sector and the state of agriculture in Dominica, uh, a sector that has the potential to transform the lives of Dominicans and to transform the fortunes of this country. Good morning to you. Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning again, Mr. Fonte. How can Scary and his government say that they're interested in agriculture when a lot of the agricultural road, the people that in the agricultural industry, the roads where they use in a in a deplorable condition, and you interested in agriculture. Take for instance going up to syndicate. Understood it is very bad. People in Salisbury need good road for them to continue their agriculture. And on another note, a lot of the agricultural produce, like the seedlings, we understood that they're being they're being hijacked by certain ministers. Even those that live in the White House fighting for seedlings, when all you're talking about agriculture. So agriculture is all. You're not making the money. And the poor farmers that are supposed to be getting the seedlings, when they go for the seedlings, no seedlings. Because people that are supposed to be doing the work and giving the um, seedlings to the farmers to grow and to sell to make money for their family and for the country. Them greedy and fierce people fighting for the seedlings. That's not bad. That's bad. How you, how you choosing agriculture for yourself? Hey, get off all your, off all your highways. And Dominicans will fed up with that nonsense. It's time for us to do like people from St. Kitts. Eat them, drink them, and vomit them out. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carla. Let's go back to the telephone. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dr. Thompson. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Morning to your listening public, uh, Doctor Fountain. I heard you having a discussion about our agricultural development, and what I have observed over the years are policies that are implemented in Parliament uh, overnight. Um, if we look at the NEP program, if we look at the housing program, and what I think is happening is the, the, the Prime Minister listens to the opposition and the cry out there for what is wrong with the society. And instead of having proper plans in place and systems in place, he comes to Parliament with overnight ideas to soothe this conversation and to give the impression that he's serious about doing anything. Dr. Thompson Fountain, you are, you know, we, you know, I'm a, I'm a, been a learner, a student of science for a long time. And it's always said that agriculture is a science. And one thing I know about science Whenever you're making decisions, you have to have data and information on scientific data. And a couple of your callers talked about having data on soil and how we are going to divide our country in terms of what crops can grow where. 
how long have we been practicing agriculture in Dominica? As a matter of fact, the Caribbean was based on agriculture, and that is one of the the, the, the leading uh, uh, education uh, vocation that has been taught in the University of the West Indies and the Caribbean. Uh, one of our scientists, Dr. Leakey, developed a cattle, cattle breed. That's to tell you the extent, well, not Dominican scientists, that's to tell you the extent of agriculture in the Caribbean. Today we hear talk of Chinese and other people trying to tell us how to do things that we should have learned from experience for over the decades we have been practicing agriculture. But here's the deal, Dr. Thompson Fountain. If this administration was serious about the agriculture industry and the scientific data and how, how agri is a science, you would have information on the types of soil, your rainfall, and, and the conditions, the weather conditions, the, 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 the amount of arable land, the, 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 the um, um, how you call that, the land, the land classification, where, where should agriculture be conducted, where should residential areas be. And this thing should have already been done over the past 20, 40, 50 years we've been practicing agriculture in Dominica. But the, issue, the problem is, because it not, has not been a priority, because it has not been made a science, because it has not reached its full potential, we, we are now talking about agriculture like it's something that we, we just discovered. And that is the stupidity of the situation. But, but more importantly, Dr. Thompson Fountain, when you talk, look at passport revenue or you look at industry or manufacturing on a whole, there's two things that you have to do. You, you get markets, which increases the supply, and you can also increase your supply through, through processing and consumption, local consumption. I think what we have failed to do for the past few years is to increase the production and increase the consumption through processing of some of these goods in addition to exporting of the raw material. That does several things. That does, one, it increases the revenue stream for the, for the farmers. Two, it increases the amount of jobs available in terms of advertisement, in terms of marketing, in terms of processing. Now you need, you need uh, industrial engineers, you need transportation, you need storage. It increases the, 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 the value of the goods you add into the market and thereby bringing not just one classification of revenue for the raw materials, but several stages of revenue generation in your agriculture industry. And I'm going to give you one example before I leave. I, am a, I love cocoa from Dominica. I absolutely love cocoa. When you go to the market, there are four, five, six people trying to sell a few plastic bags of cocoa, right? What should have been happening over the years moving from the plantation system where you can generate that volume, have corporations. So you go to a community, you say, hey, there are 10 or, or, or 11 farmers who are producing cocoa. Instead of these guys producing the cocoa and trying to do all the processes by themselves, we should have a system where you have the, farm, the a separate division of labor. The farmers, their, their sole role is to develop the, the crops, the, 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 the animal, the eggs, whatever. Then you have a, 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 a central location or a manufacturing hub or a industrial hub where, where the same farmers through a corporation, through a cooperative, form a product on all that cocoa. So instead of me going to the market and buying cocoa from John Brown, trying to get cocoa from Anna, Anna, John Brown, and the rest of the folks have a corporation where they make, they make a, a, a genuine product, labeled, packaged, made in Dominica by a society of farmers. And then they can reach the volume and the market they want and generate that extra revenue, having the young people who go to college be, be, be their 
accountants, the, 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 the finance people, the design, whatever the case may be. That is what we have not capitalized on. So instead of using those resources, we, we so focus on producing and shipping that we are failing to realize the revenue generation for value added in processing. We are missing out on that. And I think we have to get away from just thinking about getting markets in the islands for our produce, but finding that cooperative, that togetherness, that, that could may you've been talking about in, in, in a more modern fashion where people, people join resources to form manufacturing industries, to form small industries and processing so you can add value and have several layers of revenue stream. What does the password bring? Absolutely nothing but revenue with no other secondary form of revenue generation. You don't use raw materials. You don't use your people. You don't use other services. You don't use engineers. You don't use technicians. You don't use planners. None of these things. And that is what agriculture brings. And I think that is what we have lost because we've trained so many agriculturists over the years and doctors and lawyers. And these people are looking for work where we have the land, we have the, 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 the resources to do an agriculture industry in Dominica in the true sense of the word. Thanks for, for, for your time and, and, and allow me to share my thoughts. And thank you very much for sharing it. And that's the kind of things we are talking about. That is, you know, the real value added to agriculture, you know, this agro-processing that is such a, a critical part of it. Good morning to you. All right, let's, let's um, try this again. Good morning, caller. Yes, good morning, Brother Fontaine. Hi, good morning. Yeah, I listen to your program as usual. Uh, and this is a very important one. We're talking about agriculture. I want to ask the Ministry of Agriculture, the Minister of Agriculture, rather. Say, and there's a reason for asking this. Since that time, the BVI had put a ban on bringing mangoes from Dominica to, 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 the, to the BVI. Whether they had had any conversation with the Ministry of Agriculture in, 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 in the BVI, so that this thing can go back in place. Because I'm trying my best to bring mangoes in, but it's about a little over two years since I, 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 I buy produce from Dominica, directly from Dominica. Other people buy in in St. Vincent elsewhere where they say it's a lot cheaper, but I, I want to support my country not only on the radio, but in every aspect of, of life. And so the mangoes, whenever I try to bring the mangoes in, it just cannot get in because they told me at the ministry, at the, at the office, at the agricultural office, in the BVI, that they had a ban on that for a long time, and there's no conversation on that. So I'm now asking the Minister of Agriculture to get involved and see whether we can bring all grafted mangoes, all kind of mangoes we have, there, we have, we have in Dominica, to the BVI, see what will ha could happen. No, no, but Thompson, since I'm on this, I told you yesterday that I was going to conclude my question this week, and I mean that. Would you allow me to ask my Prime Minister a question at the same time? I want to continue that question. Can I do so Go right at ahead. this moment? Go right ahead, please. Mr. Prime Minister, I, I'm, I'm hurting because I need to know. I want you to answer me. I, I, only, I was only privileged for you to answer me one time. I have asked you many questions in the past. When I asked you whether your, your, your police would harass Mr. Ken Vital, you told me you did not control the, pol the police, which I know better than that. But I, I was privileged to get an answer from you that time. But now I'm asking you this morning, I will conclude that question this week, maybe Friday night. Mr. Prime Minister, the CCJ have advised us in Dominica, including you as a leader, most specifically, that we should not go to a next election without proper electoral reform. So will you accept the CCJ 
advice. And secondly, will you allow Dominica, our great country, to go back into another election without proper electoral reform? So thank you, Brother Thompson. All right, and thank you. Thank you very much. Very powerful questions here. Let's take another caller before we take another break. Uh, good morning to you. It's 26 after the hour of 10 o'clock in Dominica. Good morning, Thompson. How are you doing, my brother? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Great to hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been trying to call in, and you know how those lines are. I know the lines are popping uh, this morning. Yeah. So, how are you doing? All is good. Doing well. Doing well. Just, just really, really. You know, I feel, I feel so, so badly about what's going on in Dominica. The neglect of agriculture. The fact that the country is suffering and and struggling to the point where it should not be. You know, if we had developed agriculture, we'd have been so much of a better place. You know, and, and that to me is is yeah. very hurtful because we have everything in our within <laughs> our means. But it has not happened. Lack yeah. of policy yeah. direction, lack of governance, lack of good government is really hurting us in Dominica. Exactly. But let me let me see if I can take that discussion in a slightly different direction. And um, I agree with you. And and let me just begin by by quoting that ideas means means nothing until they're executed. Okay. Um, ideas mean nothing until they are executed. Uh, next month, on the 23rd of next month, just a uh, uh, couple days away, we'll mark five years, the fifth anniversary since Hurricane Maria struck Dominica. And it was a Category 5 hurricane. And we all knew what happened. And devastating. And shortly thereafter, the Prime Minister uh, addressed the United Nations General Assembly. Um, are you there? Yes, I am. And Leah, you love that player. Okay. And the Prime Minister addressed the United Nations General Assembly. And part of his address to the um, United Nations was to make Dominica, as he stated, the Dominica climate um, uh, resilient country, the first climate resilient country in the world. And um, shortly thereafter, they had what they introduced in Parliament, a bill or an act, which was created called the Climate Resilient Act. It's Act Number 16 of 2018. And the act outlines quite clearly what the purpose of this, um, this, this body is supposed to do as it relates to climate resilience. And thereafter, there were two documents that were prepared as it relates to the matter of climate resilience. There is a document called the National Resilience Development Strategy for Dominica 2030, that document was prepared, and side by side, there's also another document that was prepared, and um, that particular document is, is, um, is also dealing with the whole question of um, um, climate resilience. The, what, what I think we are seeing as we discuss 
this whole question of agriculture is that there doesn't seem to be um, an integrated approach towards development, which would include agriculture. The, the second document, which is called the Dominica Climate Resilience and Recovery Plan, is covering a period 2020 to 2030. And it says, building the world's first-class resilient country, our collective responsibility, talks of peace, planet, prosperity, partnership, and people. And in, in, in terms of the preparation of those documents, several persons were involved and have their fingerprints on there, not just persons, but and institutions and governments, the government of Canada, the UNDP, the EU, the uh, United Kingdom Department for International Development, uh, CARICOM, um, several persons had an input in there. And let me just, let me just read for you briefly. It says, Dominica's Climate Resilience and Recovery Plan was developed by the government of Dominica under the leadership of the Climate Resilience Execution, that word the Execution Agency for Dominica, which is mandated under the Climate Resilience Act 2018 in consultation with the Creed Policy Board, chaired by the Honorable Prime Minister, Dr. Roosevelt Skerritt, to prepare a Dominica Climate Resilience and Recovery Plan, promote the development of Dominica as a climate resilient nation, and to execute projects within the Dominica Climate Resilience and Recovery Plan and support government's ministries to enable them to implement climate resilience policies and priority recovery projects inter alia. Clearly, when you look at the budget, and we're discussing agriculture. You, you, first of all, very little mention is made of even the word climate or resilience, or even creed. Very little is made. Um, in, in that same document, it says that the Climate Resilient Recovery Plan would expand um, into three pillars, into six areas. And among the six areas, they mention a robust economy which covers agriculture. Um, it goes on to say that based on the six results area, the government of Dominica is committed to achieving 20 climate resilient targets by 2030. And the, the, one of the, the 20 targets, number seven, it says less than 50% agriculture and fishery losses as a percentage of total losses. And it goes on to say that at 18 of that same 20-point plan, 60% of agricultural land cultivated organically, supporting environmental protection and the sustainable development agenda. It further states um, in that same document, uh, it says there that this priority intervention, together with the additional 40 or so resilient initiative outlined in Chapter 4 of the document will contribute to the achievement of the 20 resilient targets over an anticipated implementation period of 2020 to 2030. It is estimated that the cost, of Dominica, the cost to Dominica of becoming climate resilient by 2030 is $8.2 to $9.8 billion dollars. That's Eastern Caribbean currency, of which Dominica, the Commonwealth of Dominica has already invested close to $1.7 billion 
on critical infrastructure and other projects since Hurricane Maria. Hence, the remaining financing gap is estimated at about $7.8 to $8 billion based on current government capital expenditure and assuming steady revenue and expenditure, the expected financing gap to deliver the Climate Resilience and Recovery Plan to 2030 is therefore $2.5 to $3.5 billion, equivalent to approximately U.S. $90 to $130 million annually. Why, why am I saying all that? I'm saying all that to say, Dr. Fountain, that we have to have an integrated approach towards development, which includes agriculture. We cannot have, and, and let me say though that, that particular document, I, I would, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, but I think that document is worth perusing and looking at and holding the government fit to the fire. Because I heard the previous caller talk about land use and all of that. There's also a document somewhere in the ministries that clearly stipulates the, the type of soils we have in Dominica, where certain things should be planted, and all of that stuff. Yes, there, it may need some updating, but the point I'm trying to make is that until we execute, these ideas mean nothing. They may be well said, well written. And as you can see from the budget, um, there was not that integra integrated approach. Let me also say, um, and, and, and here comes in, herein lies the question of political will. In 1979, Dominica was struck by a Category 5 hurricane, Hurricane David, in 1979. The following year thereafter, we got struck by that other hurricane again that came in. What's the name now? I don't recall. Don't comes to mind. The Freedom Party came into office in 1980. And with the political will, they were able to stabilize the economy and did that over a period of three terms. You had political will and there was integration. In the absence of political will and a concerted effort to integrate, you're not going to get, get anywhere. We're not going to get anywhere. The same document that I'm referencing, and, and I think that is so important, hear, hear, what, hear what the government is saying. Dominica's bold vision to become the first climate resilient country has captured international attention and has garnered the support of a range of development partners to catalyze this critical journey. The climate resilient vision for Dominica requires a new development framework to augment the growth and social protection strategy and the national resilient development strategy 2030. Kola. Effort was also made to integrate it the is. resilient agenda into sector strategic plan and to align capital projects to the resilient um, vision, resilient of, vision a lot of nice during words. the budget process. A lot the of nice words, process. a lot of nice words, Carla, but, but as you say, no, exactly. no real action. No real action. Exactly. That's the point I'm saying. Unless we can execute, we can integrate, we are going to have a problem. So All right. no matter what no matter what is said on this program here. Until such time there is political will, there is recognition to integrate all of those, those various um, 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 projects or those various things that we talk about, 
we're not going to get any That's correct. Thank you. Thank you very much, Colin. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are, we are kind of short on time. Uh, we have many callers trying okay. to, to get in, but certainly okay, no point, the point no well problem. made, the need for political I'll, will and for integrating those ideas into the budget. Exactly. Right. And there is a section on the bill if that we should address in that same document. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much, caller. Appreciate it. Thank you. Whenever I out with my crew for solo, I drink white oak. Girls, what up, man? Cocktails, jello shots, on the rocks, party time. White oak, you should feel the vibe, crying for thing. I need a white oak on the rocks. Give me the rum that will make my day. White oak. Designate, don't drink and drive. It's about that time that you should be getting some KFC. For a speedier drive through experience, please remember these simple guidelines. Number one, discuss and decide on your favorite meal before you get to the order taker. So you have a super spicy upside. Number two, lower the volume on your stereo sets. I'm sorry, can you speak a little clarify, please? Number three, do not scream. And speak clearly, as extreme noise will affect your order taker from hearing your order clearly. Number four, if your vehicle is a left-hand drive, allow the person on the passenger side to place your order. It's that easy. Number five, you can pay by cash or by card. No matter what form of payment, only one payment is allowed for any amount of orders placed at the window. All of today, we are expecting you. Thanks for choosing to Our please. You drive in, drive through, drive out. KF. See, it's good to burn. Doctor, you free now? Yes, boss. What you want? What am I doing, Santa? By the answer, a hammer, a four-inch nails, two-quarter black pit, a pail of concrete patcher, a half-inch four-by-eight plywood, a double sink, and don't forget the exercise mat for the wife. Introducing Do It Center Delivery, Monday to Friday, with a minimum spend of $50. We do small delivery from Jimmet to Point Michelle and up to Louisville. Large deliveries are Islandwide. Scheduled deliveries are free with a minimum spend of $200. For more info on scheduled and unscheduled deliveries, contact Doit Center on 618 2357. Email store at doitcenterdominica.com. But if they could, they would say something like this I like Linus Vepladu. A motel tell my daughter my family brought me to Linus after I die. And the way Linus took care of my body with respect and dignity. Linus funeral home. 30 years of experience, professional, reliable, and compassionate service. We've had 24 hour emergency service. So, long, no more. Pack it in your bazoo deal. KF4498100. 2757564. Or the emergency number 277800. That time is for you to breathe and grieve. Linus is not willing that any should die. But, Bobot, Zandra, you, you must go. So, when you go, go with the best chaperone. Linus, you know, at home. Mama, to do from D. Our numbers are 449 1800, 449 2700, 275 7564, and 276 0400. Call Lynnhurst the Funeral Home today.
We are back live. It's 18 before the hour of 11 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. And let me say a very good morning to you on the telephone. Good morning, Thompson. This is Artie again. Just a few bits and pieces of Lennon um, and one or two other callers. There is a substantial amount of detailed information available in Dominica on our soils. Going back to 1967, 1972, when the first land use classification study was done, giving us an indication of what crops would grow best in what parts of Dominica. And then subsequent to that, people like Colin Bully, people like um, Oliver Grell, people like Almario Casimi, and a few others, you know, myself also included, we did our research for university based on these seminal works, scientific studies of Dominica's land and soils. And in 2014, after much pushing over the years for it, a land use plan for Dominica was in fact developed and exists, which actually begins to apply some of that scientific data, soils data, um, slope and elevation data, stoniness and drainage data, etc., etc., um, in terms of helping suggest where not only agricultural enterprises would be best located, but very interesting and important, where industry should be located, where tourism should be located, etc., etc. So it took a more integrated approach to land use. So land use, it wasn't just seen to be related to agricultural planning. It was related to broader-based national development planning. So that data exists. In addition, Colin Bully is still around, Oliver Grell is still around, Almario Casimi is still around, I am still around, and there are several others in the public and private sector who are still around, who are still available to assist in the round-the-table review updating and tweaking of the data so it would be absolutely current and very useful for planning for agriculture and other sector purposes. That's one. Number two, the, in, the, the point Lennon made about getting together for, 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 for um, value-added enterprises and so forth, definitely the case. There's, I mean, we need to learn from the experience of groups like the Pittisivan Bale Cooperative. What has been the experience of a production and processing cooperative in Dominica? What are the successes? Why did it work? Why it is where it is today? So, so in other words, there, is, there are some local experiences that we could, in fact, be looking at. The coal pot experience, Sister Nats has an experience in processing bananas, and so on and so on and so forth. So I don't want to say leapfrog over local data that is available, especially when the individuals involved in creating that experience which was documented are still around. The third point is this, on data. Um, in 1983, the Dominica Farmers Union purchased a refrigerated boat. And for nine or 11 years, ran a weekly service of exports to islands south, but mostly islands north of us. In the Virgin Islands, both the U.S. and the British Virgin Islands. 
in the British Virgin Islands, we did a very interesting thing. We delivered all our supplies for that island to one company, Road Town Wholesale. Most people who live in the BVI would have known or would know. Road Town Wholesale was a place which received goods for, for the tourism sector and for the supermarkets all in one place, and then they distributed locally. So we just, our ship dropped all the, the orders right there, and then it was distributed. Road Town paid us. In the, in the U.S. Virgin Islands, we were closely with a number of Dominicans who at the time were in prominent positions as purchasing managers in major supermarkets like Pueblo and others and so forth, and that facilitated it. In other words, there is experience, you know, in Dominica of farmers coming together. At that time, the Farmers Union had over 2,000 registered members in 42 branches all over Dominica. And it is the branches that were the organizing point and mobilizing point for produce. So we have experience in doing this kind of thing. And it is not rocket science. And so, and it is the kind of thing that really properly should be done by private people, meaning the farmers and other persons who work closely with farmers. There's no need for a government to get involved in purchasing and owning and operating a book. Government could invest in the business in one way or another through training or duty-free incentives and so on and so forth. But in terms of the operational side of things, people in the private sector, including the farmers through the farmers' union, actually have experience in doing that well. In fact, even for a longer period of time, there are certain very, very large hucksters, inter-island traders, who have done this for decades very successfully. But we are not picking up their expertise and experience and bringing it into the mix. Because everybody is on a frolic of their own, and especially nowadays it appears that if, depending on what color shirt you wear, you either get in the door or you are kept out of the door. That nonsense has denied Dominica the use of some extraordinary expertise, which, thank God, is still available in Dominica. So to kick it off, to get it off the ground, it would be that people like Neville Wade, like, like, like um, his son um, Ned Wade and others like that, could be brought into the mix and to facilitate with their knowledge and expertise the, the procurement of shipping space, arrangements for transporting, and so on and so forth. So I'm just making the point that the data, and in many cases the personnel, exists in Dominica even as we speak. And that expertise is what's required to get agriculture moving again. You know, the early Manuels and all, all those guys, they're there. So let us not fool ourselves or be fooled into believing that we have to bring in expertise from outside and bring in and establish a project management units and those things are not that is just bureaucratic foolishness, idiocy. And so let us kind of bring it back to where the rubber hits the road, which is where there are persons who know how to do these things 
have done them in the past and can bring their experience to bear on getting agriculture to take off again. Thank you so much, Thompson. That's, I just wanted to share that information with you. All right, and we thank you. Thank you very much uh, for sharing this as well. Certainly appreciate this uh, very important and useful information that you're able to share with us. BD and MasterCard invite you to spend four amazing days in New York. How do you win? For every 500 Eastern Caribbean dollars you spend paying with your personal NBD MasterCard credit card, you win an entry for the prize draw. And for every 250 Eastern Caribbean dollars at pharmacies, supermarkets, and gas stations, you get an additional entry. Isn't that great? You don't have your NBD MasterCard yet? Apply online at nbdominica.com slash credit hyphen cards. Hurry! Offer ends September 20, 2022. Terms cars and minibuses driver order supplies located on Forkale at the tire shop next to the bread depot call 448-6637 or 277-0503 Hurry and get the brakes that you need. Competitive prices in this tough economic times also available. Motorcycle and scooter tires Roots Connections on Q, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. every other Wednesday on Q95, the big station. Dominicans journeyed beyond our shores for decades in search of economic opportunities and educational advancement. Many are ready to give back to their cherished nature island. Welcome to Roots Connections on Q. Join Dr. Simone Matthew on Q95 as we tap into the life and times and expertise of our Nature Island Dominicans at home and abroad. From our agriculture and industry to sustainable development, resilience and renewable energy to the music, art and entertainment industries. Join Dr. Simone Matthew and guests every other Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. We examine where they came from, where they have been, where they are now and how we can move forward together with our brothers and sisters at home and abroad to inspire and elevate our country, our economy, our people, and our youth to achieve excellence and success. Roots Connections on Q, every other Wednesday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., only on Q95, the big station. Jacob is calling his children, so we Seven going up before the hour of 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning. Good morning to you. Dr. Samson, something very good discussion. I mean, Dominicans need to know the potential that exists in our country and um, give hope to the young generation that something can be done to create opportunities for them. Dr. Yes, something, another area that is missing in Dominica is the infrastructure. We, we um, as a party, we negotiated and funded 
seven major irrigation systems in the major areas of agriculture growing um, in Dominica. And this, the money funding was there. It gets started by the government, and they just dismiss it. That is a major need for modernizing agriculture. We also um, established two pack hubs, one in Portsmouth and in Russo, and the aim was to bring agricultural produce there where they could be certified and branded. And we had even selected a name for Dominica produce, um, Nichiren products, and that, 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 that was selected. There was the establishment of a product development unit within the ministry to do the research in food science to be able to add value and to certify products for, for consumption and for export. So there's a lot that, that was in place, that was discontinued, and in order to move forward, we need to look at all those experiences and bring them back to support a modernization and commercialization of agriculture and bring millions to, back to our country. Thank you and good morning. All right, and thank you. Thank you so much. You've said it so well. You've put it so beautifully. You know, that's exactly what we need, a modernization and commercialization of our agriculture. Basically, what you're saying is that we need to modernize our, our agriculture with all of the new techniques, all of the new procedures that are in place. But also, importantly, we need to make money out of our agriculture. And, and those things and the, the individuals who did it in the past, they're still around. As you mentioned, some of them, your own government, the United Workers Party government, when they were there from 1995 to 2000, lots of great innovative things been done. The product, the pack houses, and you forgot to mention the feeder roads as well, the, the infrastructure, the backbone of those, of those um, processes, all of that was in place and we need that's where we need to get back to so that's what i'm talking about dominica the ability for us to not to not put flowy words in the in a budget statement talk about cauliflower and you know strawberries and raspberries and so on but to really focus on what is important and that is ensuring that we uh, have the markets and also allowing a free hand you know government doesn't have to be involved in everything there are certain things the government has to do so for example what i would like to see government do for us for the agriculture sector is to have a kind of an of an insurance program okay so that as the farmers sell their produce as they make money some of that goes towards an insurance scheme so that when the hurricane comes not if but when the hurricane comes and the crops are blown away that there is some insurance payments that can be made that will allow the farmers to get back on his feet, but also in the meantime to sustain his family. That's the kind of innovative thinking that I want to see. And you can do that if your industry is commercialized, if you're making money and the hundreds of millions of dollars that I see that can be made from the agriculture sector. We need the, the ideas are there. The, the facts are there, the thoughts are there. What is required now, as Alvin rightly said, is the political will. A government that is truly believing in its people, a government that, that understands that, yes, we're going to make independent individuals. We're going to develop a group of people who are not dependent on us, but a group of people who are independent, who will make their own money. We will make even millionaires out of agriculture. We will develop individuals who can take care of their families, who does not have to come to, to government on bended knees, but who will do whatever it takes. And, and if people have this incentive, they will innovate, 
they will do what is necessary. They will do the hard work. They will take the sun. They will take the rain. They will do what is necessary to make the money. And this is where we are headed. This is what we need to keep the focus on. Um, I keep saying that the agriculture sector is ours to build. I am truly, frankly, disappointed with what I saw in this government budget. It does not address uh, the situation as it is now. It does not address, it does not do enough to begin to create this level of commercialization, this level of independence, which is so necessary if you're going to build an agriculture sector. Okay, the markets are there. I just learned after you told us about the boats that's going to, to Martinique every, every two weeks. So that means we can reopen those avenues there, reopen these, these areas. But we need the production. Okay, you know, we need the production of couscous and tanniers and ginger and yams and so on. That can be taken up by those markets there in the French islands. We need the productions. People need to get to work, but they need to have the assurance that they will get the enabling environment. And that's what government is supposed to do. Create the enabling environment. Create the conditions that allows uh, the private sector to flourish, that allows the companies and individuals to, do their, to, their, to basically do their thing. And they're going to do that as long as there is an incentive to make money, as long as there is an incentive to grow. Okay, So I want to thank all of you for joining us on this very important edition of the hot seat for today we had a very lively and interesting discussion just kind of pointing to the possibilities but as some caller indicated very early on we start the way you start by doing all of this is by having sincerely having a change of government this government after 22 years has shown an absolute inability to do anything with the agriculture sector to create the kind of wealth to create the kind of development that we need and that's a good place to start. Thank you, Dominica. I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Hot Sit. Uh, Lennox Linton will be on this afternoon with an edition of the Talk on the Block. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.